0: lot of things in this uh, whole account that are remarkable. One of them is there's an amazing knowledge of seamanship and uh, many have recognized this. There's a lot of technical stuff about taking a trip in a boat across the Mediterranean here. Hmm. And and it's amazing that Luke knew the details of that. That's that's a remarkable thing. Not for us who believe in inspiration necessarily and believe that Luke was there. But uh, for those who you know deny this is a historical account. It's it's remarkable. Um, there's, you know, what has what has God said about Paul's trip to Rome? It's gonna
1: happen.
0: Yeah, wasn't that what God had committed Himself to back in uh, was it twenty three eleven? take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause of Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. And, uh, yet, in this chapter, and the next, the integrity of that statement that he would witness in Rome was under considerable question at various points. You know, it looks like Paul having overcome so many human challenges, now natural forces are going to do him in you know it looked like at various points he'll never get to Rome to preach like God said would. Anyway. you know they, Paul ended up surviving three extreme life threatening situations the storm the shipwreck and the snake bite any of the three of which should have killed him and it didn't And so what you ultimately see is God's determination, Paul will get to Rome. It just shows you, you know, so often we throw up our hands and we feel like, well, what am I going to do now? God's will be done. If God wants you to Rome, you'll get to Rome. However many shipwrecks or snake bites or whatever there may be. It's also interesting, do you realize how many accounts there are in Acts of Paul traveling by sea? I did, actually, I did not actually go back and count these up by myself, but there's like 11 or 12. Uh, there's a lot of times we'll see him going by sea. Now, not with all these details, but uh, he's, he's an experienced traveler by sea. We know from 2 Corinthians 11 that he'd already been shipwrecked how many times? Twice. Three times already. Second Corinthians written before this, and once had spent a night and day in the deep. I take it that it had been a 24-hour period before he'd been rescued from one of those shipwrecks. So he's been through a lot on the sea, and uh, little does he know what more there'll be. That's kind of what I would say about this uh, chapter as we begin. Do you have thoughts and comments on that introduction? All right, one to five.
1: And when it was decided that we should sail for Italy, they proceeded to deliver Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. And embarking in an Adramidian ship, which was about to sail to the regions along the coast of Asia, we put out to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica. And the next day we put in at Sidon, And Julius treated Paul with consideration and allowed him to go to his friends and receive care. And from there we put out to sea and sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed through the sea along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia.
0: Okay, so they're going to Italy. Notice who's with Paul. Luke, we, and also Aristarchus, Aristarchus. and he's under the um, supervision of Julius, one of the centurions, and Julius is is nice to him when they stop at Sidon and let Paul go in to his friends and receive care. I'm assuming those are Christian friends, and uh, then they he just details where, we, where they go. Remember when Luke's on board, we get a lot more details. <laughs> you know, all the cities and ports and whatever. So they land at Myra and Lycia. Now this whole time, from 1 to 5, they're on this Adramidian ship. Now in verse 5, between 5 and 6, they're going to switch ships. Kind of what you do sometimes. You know, uh, we're not so used to mass transit. But it's very common in any mass transit situation, you switch, you know, crafts. We do that in airports more for us. You know, you're going to switch planes in a lap and go on to wherever. But we do that all the time in Brazil with buses and subways and things like that. You get on one, you ride to a certain point, then you get off switch, and you get on another one to ride somewhere else. And so that's what he's doing with the ships. You know, he gets to a certain point, then we get off, get another ship going on farther. Comments and questions? All right, 6 to 8.
2: And there the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy, and he put us aboard it. And we had sailed slowly for a good many days, and with difficulty had a ride off Snitus. Since the wind did not permit us to go farther, we sailed under the shelter of Crete, off Salmon. And with difficulty sailing past it, we had to... We came to a certain place called Fairhavens, which was the city of Sea.
0: So, they're on an Alexandrian ship who's going for Italy, so this is probably going to take them all the way to Rome, the intention. And um, things don't go that well on this step of the journey. Why not?
3: Because they were sailing slowly? Why? Contrary
1: wind.
0: Yeah, they didn't have motors in those boats. So you get the wind coming the wrong way and you can't make much progress on a sailing ship. And so it takes them longer to get to this spot than they really had calculated for. But They finally get into a, a place in Crete called uh, Then they get to a place in Crete called Fair Havens, Fair Havens misnomer <laughs> That's just, you know it's always funny you see some of these place names you know Pleasant Valley is the ugliest thing you've ever seen or you know whatever I mean, there's a lot of uh, very hopefully named places in the world and this uh, Fair Haven was apparently one of them as we'll see in the next uh, section it's
2: like housing conditions around
0: here yeah. Twin Lakes and Great <laughs> Oaks and <laughs> Well, there was the funniest one. For years, on our way back and forth from where we lived in Brazil to wherever we wanted to go, we passed Jardim do Eden, the Garden of Eden. Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) About the dirt roads, little shacks, you know, whatever. It was bad. It's like. Wow, they've got a real creative imagination there. they were
1: they were
2: talking
3: present day. yeah, I
0: guess. yeah.
3: yeah, it's like, wow. maybe it was a mistranslation. Maybe it was garbage eating. yeah yeah yeah. yeah that's, that's about what it looked like. so anyhow comments to this point? Nine to thirteen. Now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest, and winter there. One more verse. Oh, I'm sorry. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. Alright, so
0: considerable time passes, the voyage is now dangerous because the fast was already over. What in the world is the fast?
1: Certainly not the wind, because that's still to come. (laughs) (laughs) Right? The, The feast where they fasted,
0: the Day of Atonement? The Day of Atonement, that was the fast. Do you remember when the Day of Atonement was? Uh, seventh month. Seventh month. Tenth, tenth month. day of the month. Well, seventh month, that would be July. They didn't
2: have many months, did
0: they? Well, I had that many. Their new year might not have been the same as ours. It wasn't. When was their new year? Passover. Yeah, Passover was 14 days into the new year, and Passover usually occurs when? Same as Easter. Yeah. March, April, late March, early April. So their, their you know, year starts in mid Marchish, And they do lunar months. The seventh month, tenth day of the month, we're talking you know, October perhaps, early October. You know, it's going to vary because it's a lunar calendar. But something along that line. Um, and sailing on the Mediterranean was risky. Uh, A guy named Vegetius, some Roman guy, said that the dangerous season on the Mediterranean was September the 14th to November the 11th. You just didn't sail after November the 11th. That was, you know, considered absolutely too dangerous. But from mid-September to November the 11th was considered kind of a sail at your own risk period. (laughs) Because of these storms that would come. Uh, in that in that period of time, worse than the winter, you know, they you're not going to sail after November the 11th, um, and so this is this is risky. Now the thing of it is, this is not a good place to spend the winter, Fair Havens, and they really would like to get on around Crete to Phoenix on the kind of the the uh, other side of the island where they've got a good harbor, but. What's Paul's opinion about this? We
1: should
0: stay. Why?
1: We're going to die. <laughs> do what? We're going to die.
0: Yeah. He said it isn't going to be a good idea. You know, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. What do I... Well, who's Paul to say that? learned from his
2: last three
0: experiences. Absolutely. I mean, he's been on the sea a good bit. Been shipwrecked his share of times. I think he has some knack and know-how for the Mediterranean. Uh, was he right? Mm-hmm. Not completely.
1: Well,
0: no loss of lives. No loss of life. Yeah. You know, he was right in general. I mean, he did have a, a good understanding of sailing. It's interesting though, there was no loss of life. You can see the honesty of Luke. I mean, this is Paul's opinion about this. this. isn't something the angel came down and told him. And so Paul feels like it's not a good idea. It wasn't a good idea. But it wasn't quite as bad, by God's intervention, as what Paul was fearing. You know, but Luke doesn't... You know, if I'd have been Luke, I just wouldn't have recorded that Paul said that, you know, maybe, or not recorded the loss of life part and made him look like he just always got it right. You know, but it's kind of like a weather forecaster. It's hard to get everything right. Um... So, but, but, you know, while Paul thought that, who does the centurion listen to? Pilot and captain. Can you see why? (laughs)
2: They're
0: the seamen. They're the professionals, he's the prisoner. Who are you going to listen to? And so the centurion listens to them, so they, they are now ready to, to set out this good wind just right, it's going to work, we we'll just going right around there, and everything will be cool. All right, comments or questions uh, to this point?
1: You know, isn't this the hurricane season? I mean, isn't, isn't that like...
0: This now for us? Yeah. For us, yes. Yeah. But you're talking about here?
1: Or? Well, it isn't uh, this time period, September, October, isn't that when we...
0: It's when we get hurricanes. Yes. yes. So we get hurricanes pretty much from, what, July to October? Is that about right? It's about right, isn't it? There was just recently some major... July or August, October.
2: Major waves in the Mediterranean. A couple cruise ships were hit. Really? Like oh. in the, I forget, you know, they were like 40 <coughs> feet high or more. and wow. knocked out windows in the...
0: And I have no idea if the wind and climate patterns are the same today. Don't think what happens in the Mediterranean would have a whole lot of impact on us. In fact, the hurricanes, where are the hurricanes spawned that come here? Like maybe in the Atlantic, yeah. closer over to like uh, Portugal or North Africa or somewhere like that. I think they come somewhere out of there and come across. I don't know. Your factory. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Wouldn't you
2: know? He outsourced him.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. anything else? Do verse thirteen. Is in in Second Timothy four, when Paul says do you do your deal, do deal, give diligence to come to me shortly, um, come before winter? Is it is it probable that he said that because uh, Timothy may not make it if 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 he Never thought about it. You know, because the the, the, the was so treacherous. I mean, if if we understand that, probably Paul's last letter, he's saying, Timothy, get to me, because if you if you don't hear, get here before winter, because of the seas, you may not make it, you may not see me. I never thought about that. I was kind of assuming it's because of the cloak, <laughs> but oh, I don't know. Well, oh, it could have been. I didn't think yeah. about
0: that. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. never crossed my mind. So. Maybe been both of those. Yeah, it could be. Oh, that's
3: a compromise for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, Everybody, Make right a right. stand <laughs> here or are me, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I stand with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Alright, 14 to 20.
2: But before very long there rushed down from the land a violent wind called Uroquillo. And when the ship was caught in it, they could not face the wind. We gave way to it and let ourselves be driven along. And running under the shelter of a small island called Plata, we were scarcely able to get the ship's boat under control. And after uh, they had hoisted it up, they used supporting the cables and under uh, undergirding the ship. And fearing that they might run aground on the shallows of Circeus, uh, they let down the sea anchors and so let themselves be driven along. The next day, as we were being violently storm tossed, they began to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. And since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small storm was assailing us, from then on, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. Uh, what do you want? On me?
0: Twenty. Oh, let's, it is twenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh they set off and all and behold this yurik Willow, which is a kind of a technical name for that storm wind just hits them and what what do you do when you're in a sailing ship you got a strong wind that comes along you don't have a lot of choices you know these forces are going to overwhelm their skill and basically they've got to let themselves be driven by the wind, because they can't face the wind. It'll break up the boat. Uh, So they have to pretty much just let themselves be driven along. Of course, that gets them completely off course, and puts them perhaps even more at the mercy of that, you know, essentially, you know, hurricane or whatever that they're in. And so you see that they start doing several things. They, they're they in kind of a sh- the shelter of a little island and what are they able to do in verse 16? Do you understand what they're saying in verse 16?
2: It kind of like they
0: hoisted up their boat. What is that? The, the boat? I thought they were in a boat. Like the like the lifeboat, yeah. I think that's the idea. You know, they're able to get the lifeboat on board. Notice the we there too. I bet you anything, Luke had a hand in getting that thing up. Um, you know, because if they let, it, if, you know, if there's such a risk of it just kind of banging against the boat in that violent wind and storm sea, they need to get that <sighs> lifeboat up on on board on the boat on the on the ship. So that's what they do. And then in verse 17, what else do they do? <coughs> like they ran cables
2: around the ship, tied it, together. It's exactly what
0: they do. Yeah, there's a... You know, I'm just thinking now, but I, this may be wrong. I'm thinking I read a technical term for that. Is that what they call frapping? I think it may be, but don't quote me on that. But anyhow, they're undergirding this, the hull of the ship with ropes, trying to strengthen it and keep it together. I mean, you know, in this kind of a storm, there's a danger. It's just going to split apart. And so, so they are. They're kind of tying the, the ship to itself. And uh, they uh, just kind of let themselves be driven along. In verse 18, they take even more extreme measures. What do they do?
3: Throw the cargo out.
0: Yeah. Well, of course, that's pretty extreme. They're hoping to carry that cargo somewhere. What's the value of throwing overboard the cargo? Lighten it. Lighten it? Why do they want to lighten it? Tie up on the water. Tie up on the water and won't take in water in the big waves as much. So that, that's an advantage to them. And, uh, and they thought they were going to run a ground. So yeah, exactly. They're going to be higher up and less likely to hit a sandbar or whatever. Um, so that's helpful as well. And they finally even throw the ship's tackle overboard, at least much of it, with their own hands in verse 19. And, you know, by verse 20, how are they feeling? Hopeless. Yeah, it's just hopeless. They're all in the same boat, so to speak. (laughs) They're lost at sea. They don't have the necessary gear. They don't have the sun or the stars for guidance. There's no favorable weather forecast. You know, and they're they're two weeks in the grip of this massive storm on the Mediterranean. have no clue where they're at. I mean, you know, they didn't have a GPS. You know, it's all like stars and things like that. I haven't seen any of that. So, I mean, it's just like, who knows what will happen to them. They'll kind of ride it out and die slowly, I guess. Or they'll run aground somewhere and die or whatever. So... It's just a really sad, slow process here through these two weeks. <coughs> Comments and thoughts.
3: What, what would the ship's tackle
0: include? That's a good question. I don't have
3: an answer. But but that include the sails or ropes, chains? Uh, I thought that was the tackle box for fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you all the best baits overboard. They <laughs> 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 can pull a Jonah. That could be
1: their bait. We'll I
0: have them. no idea, really. Anybody know anything about that?
1: Well, they kept the anchors, right? Yeah, because they use those later. Yeah,
0: they do use them later, and they kept the lifeboat. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I
1: mean,
2: I think the same term. I always just assume anyway. You have like a block and tackle it's just you know ropes and pulleys. Which they would be used for hoisting the sales,
0: so that would be all the mechanisms used for the sales, I think. Okay, maybe so. Maybe maybe it would it include the sale too, I don't know. We're seeing forty of them hoisting the sale though. Yeah, okay. The for sale. I
1: think to me you see the seriousness of it when they say they did it with their own hands. You know, it was a purposeful thing to take this drastic measure is the way I look at that. Yeah. Yeah, something you
0: wouldn't want to do. If there's yeah. any possible yeah. way to avoid yeah. it,
1: frapping is a nautical term to make secure by lashing or to take up the slack of or tighten.
0: So, so that be the right term. term. I think that might be the right term. I
1: thought that was a treat for McDonald's with frapping. <laughs> what I thought
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's what you stop at the sandbar for.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, cat I won't come back. <laughs>
0: The cast likes my jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right other uh, thoughts and comments on this a lot of technical shipping nautical whatever all right um, in 21 when they'd gone a long time without food then Paul stood up in their midst and said man you ought to have followed my advice and not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. Yet now I urge you to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night an angel of the God to whom I belong, and whom I serve stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Therefore keep up your courage, men, for I believe God God that it will turn out exactly as I have been told, but we must run aground on a certain island. Why does Paul tell them, I told you so? So they'll
2: believe what he's telling them now?
0: I think so. I think that's probably the best answer to that. And, um, you know, he gives them some good news, which is... Nobody's gonna die. Why not? He's, he's going to uh,
2: uh,
0: be before Caesar. And therefore, those who are sailing with him, that's the way God looks at this. It's kind of an interesting approach. God's given their lives to him, too. You know, it's so much better to have a Paul on board the ship than a Jonah. (laughs) It changes a lot. And, uh, you know, he says, you must stand before Caesar, and therefore, you know, they're going to to be spared. They're going to be saved. And uh, you must run aground on a certain island. Just what's the chances of them finding this little island of Malta out there in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea driven by this storm. That's like fighting a needle in a haystack. You know,
3: exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Just amazing. God, God engineers this stuff. You know, God, God controls the storm. He was able to get the trajectory of those winds and whatever just right. And they ran aground on the island of Malta. That's what Paul says is going to happen and that's what will happen. Comments and questions? Why don't we uh, stop here then? And uh, how can we stop there? Yeah, ah, I know it's yeah. a cool story, and <laughs> it? it's exciting. We're right in the middle of this storm. I know.
3: And I have never heard of a storm lasting. I know. Like two weeks. Isn't that crazy? But
1: there was an all-night.
3: <laughs> so we're I mean, going to do this in real time.
0: <laughs> of course, some of those hurricanes, if you take it from the time they start, they last a long time, and they're pretty slow moving for a while. Some of them will start way as a tropical depression, clear over yonder, and build up and build up, and sometimes they're over here for four or five days before they figure out where they're going to land, you know, so, I don't know, maybe sea storms are slow. It
2: was slow moving, all right.
0: The, the Lord's behind this. But yeah. so really good discussion, good, it's fun to, to study these things, that's uh, and so I think we our plan is to finish Acts, and when we get done with Acts, which might be next week, we might even finish and go on, I'm not sure that we can, but it's to do Daniel. So, Acts and then Daniel, and as far as I know, I'm here for a while, so, I have any major moving plans here, so,
1: all right, very good, thanks.